And I want to say to somebody here tonight, I'm still in the vein of talking between a true convert, you know, and a false conversion. But I want you to imagine for a minute two plants growing. One is a small plant and looks very impressive. One is a large plant and is growing real big. So you have a small plant and you have a large plant growing together. And you have to make a decision And we have to make a decision um, as the bigger plant is growing, it needs more room to spread out. That didn't look very promising begins to grow. But the big plant begins to wither under the heat Because what's happening is, if you could see through the soil, what you realize is that the reason it's happening is because under the soil of the big plant, there's a bedrock. <laughs> so you can't see, so, so the roots of the big tree can't go deeper. Because there's a what? Ah. Are you with me? Now, the only reason we recognize what was going on between the two plants is because the sun came out. <laughs> the heat, amen, came out. And, and, and it reveals something to us that we would not have really seen had it not been some light shed on Y'all follow me? It's the same thing in the spiritual realm. The sunlight in your spiritual life can reveal who you really are. When the heat, when the pressure, when... When, when the sun starts shining on you, you get to understand who you really are as a believer. Are you with me? You see, what the sun reveals is what we can't see. And if I were to use this as a metaphor, I would say this, that there are three things that reveals to us whether or not we are real. You ready? First thing is tribulation. Go to Matthew chapter 13. I wish I had a few shouting folk here tonight. Matthew chapter 13 reveals to us that there are times in our journey where we experience tribulation. And tribulation 
shows your character. In other words, it shows what you're made of. Especially as a new believer. When you first come into the kingdom, let me say this to you. Satan is not going to leave you alone. Okay, when you made up in your mind to serve God, Satan made up in his mind that he's going to prove that you're wrong. And what he, what he comes to do, he comes to put you to the test. Why do you think many fall away? Because they cannot handle the first part of the tribulation that comes and the trials that come at the beginning of their Christian life. They somehow believe that God is unfair. Amen. Right? Let's look at it together. Uh, Matthew chapter 13. And, and I want to deal with the parable of the sower and the seed. But I, I want you to look at verse 21. It says... Yet, let me back up verse 18. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word, I didn't want to deal with all that, but I'll deal with it later. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one whose seed was sown beside the road. The one whose seed was sown on rocky places, this is the man who hears the word, immediately receives it with joy, and yet he has no firm what? Right. He has a bedrock. He's growing real big, but he's not growing on the right foundation. He's not, the word is not taking root in his life. It's just, it's just at the surface. He's, he's a surface Christian. He can quote scripture but not apply scripture. And what I see happening here is God now is growing us through our persecution and our trials. But what we have to be able to do is recognize that it's not God being unfair to us. But it's God growing us. Sunlight reveals what you really are. Heat, pressure, trials, all these things reveals what's inside of us. You know what I'm saying? Listen, when something bad happens to you, your response to it proves what's really going on inside of you. Right? Look what he says. He says, it had no firm root in himself, but, in, but it's only what? See, so when you receive the word, he receives the word with what? Joy. Oh, man, that was a good sermon, Pastor. That, that, that was a good one there, boy. That was a good one. Joy, happy, right? You ever notice that sometimes when you hear the word, you you're just so happy about it, and then when you leave out of here, you go right back to where you were? The question to, tonight is this. As a true believer, as a true convert, is the word taking root in your life? 
That's the difference. Because if it's taken root in your life, what's going to happen is you will begin to grow from what you're receiving. See? And it also proves that your conversion is real. Watch this. Watch this. It says, he says, but, but he says, yet he has, yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when what? Affliction. Hold on a minute. Why am I being afflicted? I mean afflicted because I'm receiving a word. That will draw me closer to Christ, cause me to grow more in Christ, but I got to be real with myself. Is it taking root? So how Satan comes to us to put that principle to the test, whether or not the word is taking root, is to allow, instigate, and launch his attacks on us. Listen. You could be having the time of your life. And then all of a sudden, bad things start happening to you in, in threes. <laughs> you understand? Sometimes it just happens in threes, like... Boom, 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 boom. And then all of a sudden your focus now is off of the good things that you were working on, the developing you were doing. So that's a strategy. The sunlight now is proving like, okay, where's your root at? See? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch what he says. He says it's on temporary. When infliction and persecution arises because of the word. See that? Did you not know? That, that what the enemy really wants us to do is just sing. He just wants us to have a praise party. He don't want us to get into Bible study. He doesn't want us to get into the word. Because if you get into the word, uh, you begin to change. So what he wants us to do, he wants us to be surface Christians with no root. That's what he wants. That's what he desires. That's what he's after. See, he doesn't want you to read your word every day. He doesn't want you to apply what you, listen, you got all the notes. But do you pick it up after you leave church? Watch this, watch the text. Text says, when affliction, persecution arises because of the word, immediately, he what? Why are there so many Christians who are shipwrecked. Why are there so many Christians who from the moment they start experiencing persecution, afflictions, and trials, they fall away? It's because they're not rooted. How do I get rooted? You have to make sure that the heart that you're receiving the word with is right. It's good ground. You don't have an ulterior motive. You're not just following God to get something or 
to, for God to work something out in your life. No, you've surrendered yourself completely to him and you're able to go through the persecution because I'm going to show you something here in a minute. See, if you are rooted, you can turn your persecution into praise. See? You can turn the affliction, hello somebody, into something that will help you to become better as a Christian. The tribulation that you're going through, God already says your attitude about it ain't good. You, 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 you sour. Upset. Why? Here's the thing. Why me? Why can't I been good? I, I, I've been doing all the right things. But God, why? Don't you know that God loves you, that he doesn't want you to leave you the same? But saints, the only way to prove that you're genuine is to test you, to refine you. You understand what I'm saying? And to put you under the pressure so that all of that junk that's in your life will come to the top. I've been paying attention to Christians lately. How they talk, how they act, how they respond to situations. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I'm, I'm with Job, man. I'm like, should we just accept the good things from God but not the bad? I mean, come on, have we not been enjoying a good life? You ever notice this, that Satan will get you to try to frame it like this? Well, when I wasn't in God, I was doing better. My car didn't break. My refrigerator was full. You got to be careful. He will cause this illusion, right? And then all of a sudden, you're thinking like, man, what did I get myself involved in? You with me? Watch this text. It says, uh, it says and he immediately falls away. Verse 22, and the one who what? This is the man who hears the word. And the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word. And it becomes what? Wait a minute. Are you telling me it's that much persecution that comes when you sit in Bible study? Do you not know it's a fight to get here? Do you not know it's a fight just to pay attention? But the devil knows, man. The devil knows how powerful the word is. And the devil also knows that if you really receive it tonight, receive it. Receive it. I'm going through, Pastor, but guess what? I know what God is doing. God is changing my character. God is changing. Because you got to know the difference between discipline and development. Development, development. Is God developing me? Is he Yes, I believe God is developing me. Watch this. Watch this text. 
He says, he says the, 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 the worry, the worry of the world. This man, this man's seed that was sown among the thorns. You know what thorns are? They come in to what? To choke out your productive, healthy growth. And what are those thorns? Worry. Money. How am I going to make it? How am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to do that? God said, man, listen, if you, Matthew 6.33, your answer to everything should be the word. Whenever you think about something crazy, let me go to the word and see where I can find it. And y'all got Google. You can just Google it. You know what I'm saying? Watch this. Watch this. And the one whose seed was sown on good soil, this is the man who hears the word and what? Understands it. That's the key to deliverance. The key to making it through your trial right now. First thing is tribulation. That's the first thing, see? The sunlight will reveal what you can't see. So when persecution comes, it reveals like, oh, this is where you're at. Oh, okay, this, oh, okay, this is where I'm at? Okay, God. And listen, you could be a Christian for many, 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 many years and stay the same. Do you know you can repeat your first year 20 times? You see, because, 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 yeah, you're living in reverse mode. You're hitting the reverse button. You're going, that's called a reversalness. You're going backwards rather than going forward. You're not even in neutral. <laughs> you see, you, you're going backwards. And you ain't got no backup camera either. You just run into stuff. He, said, he says, listen, 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 listen. The one who has good is a man who hears the word and understands it and who indeed brings what? Fruit. Remember, I told you about those fruits, right? Fruit of repentance. Fruit of righteousness. Did we do the fruit of the Spirit? Yeah. I did that last week, didn't I? I started it. Y'all fooled me. Y'all don't even remember what we talked about last week. Uh, okay, the fruits of the Spirit. Right? You begin to produce fruit. You, your life becomes fruitful, not based on what you have, but based on your character. Watch this. Watch this. And he says, he, he says what? He, 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 he produces fruit. He bears fruit. He brings forth what? Forty, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. You know what that, you know what that alludes to? Time. And capacity. Yes. So in other words, I may be a 40 right now, but hopefully next year I'll be a 60. You know what I'm saying? In other words, you and I must look at our lives and say, are we producing fruit? The next thing that, that reveals, the next sunlight that reveals our character or reveals where we are in the spiritual realm is not only tribulation, but temptation. Go to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. So persecution is one, tribulation is one, and 
And the next one is temptation. I'm using the parables from different viewpoints. <laughs> you get it? You see where I'm going with this? Amen. Luke chapter uh, 8. Yeah. Luke chapter 8. Sa same parable, different viewpoint. It's called the synoptic gospel. In other words, these writers are saying the same thing, but they're saying it from different viewpoints. <clears throat> okay, so, you know, when I, first, when I first became a Christian, I read the Bible, and I, they're all saying the same thing. But it is because we're getting a different view. One was Jewish. One was Gentile. One was a doctor. Luke was a doctor. And Luke's account is more descriptive. You understand what I'm saying? And so he gives us more details. Whereas Mark is like, straight to the point, yo. He speaks in common language that, that the everyday person can understand. Luke gets a little bit more in detail. 8.13. Go back to verse 11. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the what? Ah. Every time you hear a word preached, it's a seed of the word being sown inside of you. That's what's happening right now. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, right now you are in permanent press because you're also being washed with the word. Yeah, we got a load in right now. We, amen. I'll put y'all in the drive before we leave. Watch this. Yeah, we got to get all that stuff out. You're being washed with the word, but you're also receiving the word as a seed being planted in you. He says, those beside the road, those who have heard, and then the what? The, I'm sorry, the who? Comes and what? So what I'm trying to tell you tonight is that the tribulation that you're going through, it is because of the word. You're part of a word church. The Lord made it very clear to me. Made it very clear to me. What are the chances of two motors going out in the same week? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Come on, y'all. You know what I mean? Like, like seriously, like, how does that happen? <laughs> what are the chances of you know, just breaking down the side of the highway? You know, you just got a brand new battery put in your car. And I know you have your stories. I'm just relating from my perspective. But guess what? I ain't blaming God. No. God is shedding a little light on me. Because you know what? It's been a while since I've really been tested. It's been a long time since the light has really, since he put that 100 watt on me. I'm like, Come on, man. But I got blindsided because I'm like, what the world's going on? I started checking my tithing. That's the first thing I checked. 
Everything starts going bad in your life. I'm telling you, materially wise, check your tithing. Open up your bank account and see where all your debits are going. Check your cash app. Open your checkbook. Amen. That's the first starting point you need to pay attention to. Amen. Because that tells me a story. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. Then I started to examine my life. Okay, God, where am I sinning? Where am I falling short? You know, I'm just like, what, what is it that I'm doing that you're not pleased with? That I keep justifying? <laughs> uh, I'll change next week, Lord. I won't do it again, I promise you. Yeah, fix that up. Oh, yeah, we are all sinners, by the way. <laughs> Amen. So, but you got to take care of that with God. You know what I'm saying? Do you know worry? You know, prayerlessness is a sin? You know, I'm not talking about sexual sin, y'all. Y'all think it's sin, you think sex right away. Boom. Now, so certain things are sinful, man. You can think, have sinful thoughts in church. Like, what the world? Why, where did that thought come from? <laughs> you know? And then I started saying, okay, well, if that's not it, what is it? And he said, I'm trying to grow you a little bit more. I'm trying to bring you to another dimension. I'm trying to I'm trying to elevate you to a point where you're going to give me a little bit more glory. But I, I got to make sure I can trust you. Because I don't want to get you too high where you forget how you got there. So how you going to get there is you're going to get there through persecution. And trials. But you got to remember one thing about it is that you're not going to be affected by it. But you will be developed by it. You're mature enough to understand that you don't get an attitude when stuff starts breaking. You don't blame me when you lose your job. I mean, you don't get mad and upset at me because you are at a mature level in your journey where we got that settled. Is that true for you? They say when bad things happen to good people. My question, how good were they when it happened? But you got to understand, God showed me something. The temptation that you're going through is because of what you're receiving. He wants you to be sour. The enemy wants you to be upset. The enemy wants you to say, man, I'm done with this. Pressure. Look at, look, look, look at this. The devil comes and takes away the word. How in the world do you let Satan come and take something from you? 
no root. Watch this. He takes away the word from their heart so that they will not believe and be saved. Very interesting. Do you know how you get saved? By believing the word. And see, you have a lot of Christians in church who are Christian only by name and not by practice. They have Christian language. They have Christian dress. They have, they, they even smell like a Christian. But they're not saved. Because every time, not, not one time, every time it never fails, moment they come to get, they mean well now. But they're fighting a spiritual battle. You're, you and I, right now, we're fighting a spiritual battle. It's war. And if you think it's going to win very easily, then you have been misinformed. <laughs> Verse 13. Those on rocky soil those who, when they had heard, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no firm. Look at what it says. Perspective. Luke, 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 the doctor. They believe for what? Ah, 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 right now your life is going good. Right now, everything is cool. Right now, things are kosher. Listen, man, we, man, for a while. May I ask you a question? Can I ask you, can I ask you a question? Will you be here next year? 